As I was telling young Jared before we made it to the show, I made the very first Adam Kinzinger winning an acting award joke on Facebook, 1044 Central Daylight Time, July 27th. Happened to be the 25th anniversary of my getting into this business. And my joke was more accurate because since he was on TV, the award that he would be getting would be an Emmy Award, not an Academy Award. So, but I didn't have the time to make a video to rotoscope his head onto a bad actor's body and really milk the premise for all it was worth. I've honestly seen better acting on Gilmore Girls. I won't get credit for being the first to make such a joke because they fear the real fact checkers. Your official, this is our new tagline, Jared, your official COVID-19 Information Center, the only true January 6th commission right here, presided over by the shotgun of truth, the world's greatest radio personality, your charming and delightful host on the Richard Case and Radio Network at 573-431-1000. The phone lines are open. Jared, check them. They're open. They're ready for you to call. Win, lose, or draw. Speaking of losers, I got one for you here in a minute. Join the Dollar Club for a dollar a month and get not only the latest episode, but over 50 past episodes that most of you in the parkland probably missed when we were strictly a podcast. Get that at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen for official Richard Kaysen merch. Go to richardkaysenonline.com or <laughs> you can join the Dollar Club. When we reach 100 members, everyone's name is going to go into a drawing. Yeah, this is going to work. And the winning name that we pick will receive a Richard Case and Radio Network prize pack, Jared. You know what that consists of? Probably a mask. A mask and a t-shirt and a coffee mug. A couple of things you can wear and something that you can drink out of. The truly creative will be able to drink out of the mask. And just in time for the Delta variant, mind you. Just when we thought we had COVID behind us, these new Richard Case and Radio Network masks are proven to be... 400% effective against the Delta variant. So if you want one of those, the only way to get one is to either join the Dollar Club or uh, just go to richardcaseandonline.com and buy one. They're seven, eight bucks, something like that. Facebook, Getter Parlor, Instagram, YouTube, and now Rumble, the new home of RCTV. We are monetized, and the bucks are just rolling in. I am a rich man now. He said, got the latest episode up right now. That would be the episode from last week, but you get to see it. And uh, that first episode got some rather W-T-A-T-E comments. First of all, let let me, my girlfriend, she thought that, see, she, she saw this exchange between me and this, for lack of a better term, gentleman. She saw this guy on Facebook just asking, because I took a picture of the the tower just to indicate, hey, this is a radio show, and to show that it's different from podcasting from a basement, you know, actual stick out back. That's how we transmit the signal and everything. The the first part of this exchange the girlfriend saw was this guy. What's his name? Stephen M. Thomas. First part of this exchange she, she sees is him asking, well, where's the station? And I'm like, ever heard of Google, dummy? Now, she thinks that's the first part of this. 
So naturally, she's a little concerned. Well, do you think you should be calling people dummies if they're just asking you where the state? No, 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 no. Once again, this is Facebook and social media controlling the narrative. Um, just uh, here, I, here at Rumble.com, I posted it on there, and I guess it automatically posts to Facebook. But before I get to that, Remind me to sit on this for one minute, because I was wanting to tell you about how the jackasses are out in force this week. When you leave the, the show tonight, Jared, they're everywhere. Normally, I like to take the, what I call the Trump Trail, which is Highway 21 to Highway N to 32, all the way up to Farmington, get on 67, come up to Park Hills. It's a nice little drive. Everyone's got the Trump flags out. You know where they stand. You know that they know the election was stolen, and it's usually an enjoyable drive until you almost get hit head-on by somebody. Why did I get almost hit head-on by somebody? Because these two dunce caps decided, we're going to stop in the middle of a curve, and we're going to pull over, and we're just going to stand beside the truck with our hands in our pockets looking in the ditch. Oh, there's some snake root there. Got a little bit of golden seal. It's a two-lane road. Move. Guy tries to go around them, almost hits me. I honk at them. They think I'm waving, oh, hi. Hi, how? Then 10 minutes later, some. why you are pulling trailers and campers on N Highway and 32, I don't have any idea. These things are barely passable for regular automobiles. This guy is pulling a camper. He's almost got it jackknifed on the side of the road. So I got to make room for that. And then these supreme donkeys rump of this whole lineup. I get to Farmington. And I pull into a world famous fast food franchise that will remain nameless. And I wanted very simply, I didn't even get around to ordering it, but I always like to take a... I had in mind what I wanted to order, but I like to look at the menu anyway, just in case I change my mind, just in case... Oh, they've got something for that price. I'll change... So I pull up to the speaker. I pretty much thought I was going to get just a burger and a Coke, but I wanted to see the menu. And the guy's like, can I help you? He sounded a lot like that Pokemon guy last week, actually. Can I help you? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Can you put the menu up? I'll be ready to help you, sir, whenever you're ready. Yeah, can you put the menu up? I can't do that, sir. Why? You can take it away when someone's... Well, what do you see on the menu right now, sir? What I see is the previous person's order. What they ordered, their price... Well, I don't have the ability to do that, sir. Then... I, how do these people get these jobs? If you don't know the job, if you don't know what to do... I mean, it. so I went to another place with the initials BK that will remain nameless. And what did they do? Oh, they hooked me right up. Bacon cheeseburger, extra pickles, extra onion. It was a bigger burger, and I got a frozen Coke for a dollar. They were happy that I actually came through, not some nodding off Pokemon grand champion whose time I'm cutting in on by wanting to order some food. 
Which brings me back to Stephen M. Thomas. This is this is how this exchange started because of the episode of RCTV on Rumble that posted. This is what this jerk says. He says, "Wow, nine views of this. Congrats." Now, I, in the interest of diplomacy and other things, I went ahead and deleted my comment, but I guess in retrospect, I didn't have to call him the C-word, but uh, that was just kind of the natural instinct. And so he says, well, where is the station? This is where I said, heard of, this is where the girlfriend saw it. Heard of Google much, dummy? And then he replied, oh, such a nice guy. This is a woke tard at their finest. They pick a fight. You give them their fight. Oh, you're a real nice. It's like this jerk that I was almost got into it with a, at a comedy show a couple of years ago. Wouldn't shut up. Toothless, bald meth head disrupting the whole show. I wasn't really in a mood for it. And I told him that he was either going to shut up or we were going to come to blows or something was going to happen. And he's like, well, if that's what you want. So I started taking off my jacket like he was wanting to go. He stops and, oh, what, are you going to resort to violence now? <laughs> You're the one who said you wanted to roll. These people, they just, they're all viv in vinegar right up until you call them out. And then unless there's like about a thousand of them, they're a bunch of wussies or if they're hiding behind social media, they're a bunch of wussies. Anyway, so here's the twist on Stephen M. Thomas. Oh, I used to work there in 84 and 85. Same spot you have, but it was an oldies format back then. Oh, great. In other words, you couldn't make it in a talk format. Okay. Oldies format. And that's the difference between you and me. You're an oldie. I'm a classic. Big difference. And I told him, well, you should know where the station is. And I know where it used to be. It was pretty good. And then he goes on to say, he used to work here when it was in Flat, when the town used to be. You don't remember when this town was called Flat River, do you? <laughs> I don't even live here, and I remember when it was called Flat River. Anyway, your attitude is really bad. I bet no one listens to your show. You stupid nincompoop. My attitude... Yeah, here I am calling names. My attitude is bad. You're the one who, out of the blue, just decided, oh, you got nine views on your video. Congrats. Up yours, pal. And I told him as much. My attitude is bad. And, oh, it went on and on. And I finally just shut down the exchange because, well, what else did I call him? Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> I bet you're a, a fan of uh, pro wrestling and Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, guilty as charged on both counts. But the difference between me and a pro wrestler is, uh, you know, I'm for real when it comes to that. That's what, it's what they call in the business a shoot, not a work. It's not a work whenever I get my hands on you. So, And I called him a burn victim and all that. And see, th this is... The <laughs> And this is the story on this guy. What he is, as I described to him, if my mouse would actually cooperate here, I told him, that's fine, but don't be pissed at me because I'm doing what you wish you could do. I'll bet you see yourself as the guy on Northern Exposure that would wax philosophical. Obviously, that worked out for you because you're writing free crime fiction that clearly you can't even give away. 
So then on to the McCloskey website, he posted a picture, Mark McCloskey holding his, oh, it's almost break time already. We'll, we'll go to break right after this. This will be a good thing to go to break on anyway. But it's a picture of Mark McCloskey holding his AR-15. And this woman, Amanda Hunter, who turns out is from Canada, so her opinion doesn't even matter. But Amanda Hunter says, look, a guy who needs a gun to be a man. Oh, what an original thought. Because I know that many of the men up in Canada are wussies and they don't get to own guns. So that's what you're used to. But as I responded, and see, this this showed not only a little more class, but also a little more intelligence with the wordplay. Same ballpark as the last guy, but I said, well, Amanda Hunter, you take the H out of your last name, replace it with the C, that about sums it up. The Richard Kaysen Radio Network at 573-431-1000-573-431-1000. Well, slow Biden. You know, he showed his support for union jobs recently at the Mack truck facility. But he didn't show any support for union jobs when he shut down the Keystone Pipeline about six months ago. Remember that? Killed 70,000 jobs just hours into his own new job that he stole. Well, here's the anti-president this past week. And he is, uh, well, I'm, I'm actually convinced that he thinks he's at the Tonka toy truck factory. Listen to this. Well, we're all Mac proud, Mr. President. You should be Mac proud. I, I was telling them I was raised by an automobile man. Every, everyone's and something that's how proud. I got you, know, cool. you know how important everything no, is to us here no, in the country. It, it really, really is. And yes. Look, this is, you guys are going to be in the cutting edge of change that's going to take place in the next 10 years that you're not going to believe. Yeah. And it's going to be, and anyway. And if we don't I do well, I just ran out of stuff to say yeah. about that. Oh, I wish oh, yeah. oh I just missed it. Listen, he's, this is where he lies, saying <laughs> that he drove a truck. Describe an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. It's going to be, and anyway. And if we I don't do drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. So he's trying to make a point. He's trying to identify with him. He just on the fly runs out of things to say. And, oh, I'll tell a lie. I used to drive an 18-wheeler, man. And if we I don't do drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, yeah. that That's I awesome. got to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. President, we'll go this way, please, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. You've embarrassed Thanks, enough, yourself enough in Thank front you. of these people. Here's some more people. And again, so here's the Mac LR electric, fully battery electric, first of its kind mm. in, in, uh, in North America. And you'll see as we go around the corner here, Department of Sanitation in New York City is our launch customer. The Tough, Biden animatron is yeah. making yeah, its way best, around the you know, corner Best here. operators in the world of this kind. Yeah, so now unlike a lot of hosts that have disputed Biden's claim, you know, there's a lot of hosts and commentators out there that say, oh, well, he's he's been in the public sector for all these years. You know, he he's been suckling off the government's bosom since he was 29 years old. 
even though he normally has a tendency to fib, I think in this case, um, I think he's telling the truth because we know that he also had the other job as a lifeguard where he loved kids jumping on his lap. So I'm inclined to believe that before he got into politics, that Biden was a truck driver, and I have a pretty good idea what he was hauling or was or who he was hauling, to be more exact, over the road and crossing state lines. Big wheels rolling, got to keep them going. Big wheels rolling, moving on. They're driving an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, I yeah. Mr. President, what the hell are you going out this time for? I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I love kids jumping on my lap. There's my daughter, Ashley. Come on up here, Ash. I learned so much. We used to go in the key room at lunchtime after a free swim, and the kids used to come up and rub my lap because it was nice and cool. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. You cut off the six-foot length of chain and say, come down here in the basement where I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. What are you cringing for, Jared? And here's what I want to tell you about kids jumping on my lap. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off my lap, you get off my lap. If you fell off sideways, you landed on the damn, uh, the darn cement over there. And I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you. And remember Boom Boom Cannon and a few other guys that worked here well. And we sit there and we talk and they'd ask me questions. Do I have kids here in the basement? And I said, no, I don't. I said, but big wheels rolling, moving on. And he said, I'll meet you outside. I parked my car outside the gate. He said, I'll be waiting for you. And I said, no, if you don't, don't come back. So I walked out with the chain and he said, come to my car. And I looked at him and my heart began to beat again. And here's what I want to tell you about kids in chains around his ankles and on his, on his, on his wrist. And they were chained together, so on a belt. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. And God willing, I've always had your kids jumping on my lap, and I'll always have as long as I'm around. I love you. Time to get in the pool. So how are you guys doing? When I first started, black folks weren't even allowed to vote very much, very easily. Big wheels rolling. Trucking Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta keep them going. Big wheels rolling, moving on. Transporting girls over state lines, that's a man act. So, yeah, I'm inclined to believe that Biden probably was a truck driver. He he may be even a truck driver right now. Who knows? Or he may be a dispatcher who gets to sit up in the office and tell the trucks with the cargo where to go. Maybe. It's all speculation. If Trump's a Nazi, then he's a human trafficking cargo dispatcher. Why not? House Speaker Nazi sclerosis. I mentioned this briefly last week, but didn't get around to it. We can kill a couple of minutes with this. Has made millions in the stock market. Now, that's not necessarily a crime, except it is if you are making millions on stocks that you regulate then that's a crime, or at the very least, a conflict of interest. But if you're Nazi sclerosis, no big deal. Her wealth has increased to 115... Now, keep in mind, she's just looking out for the common person. 
She's not a businessman like Trump. She's never worn a hard hat. She's got a hard face, but she's never worn a hard hat. She's never had an actual job, just like Biden, just been in in government since the beginning of time. And she's gotten rich off the public sector or with inside tips when it comes to this stuff. $115 million she's worth. That's up from $41 million over the past 17 years, with most of her and her husband Paul's additional riches due to extremely lucrative decisions when to buy and sell tech stocks. Well, gosh, she must be really smart to just instinctively know when to buy and sell. You mean... She doesn't get any inside information at all? Some tipster three weeks before something's going to go through the roof or through the basement? Telling her to buy or sell? That isn't happening? Wow. Over the last two years, almost 75% of the trading done by the sclerosis. More than $33 million has been in big tech. Major legislation concerning that industry during the same time frame, has been pending before the House. Oddly enough, controlled by all the committees that Nazi sclerosis oversees. Patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen is how you join the Dollar Club because there's a good chance that you're 35 minutes late into the show. And unless you join the Dollar Club, you'll never hear it again. It's in the ether. It's gone. Never to be repeated. There are no reruns. Well, occasionally there's a rerun. But for the most part, there are no reruns here at the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. In the event that you ever hear a rerun, you're lucky. And it's been specially selected and put into a best of episode. But if you want to hear this stuff in context, in its totality, patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen is the way that you join the Dollar Club. It's simple. You go to the website, you click a couple of things, a dollar's taken out of your bank account every month. You never know it. So, slow Biden back on... Oh, when was the... uh, The date on the story is April 28th. Okay, so here's the claim that Slow Biden is making. He told a joint session of Congress a while back that the Capitol riot on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Because that's how Biden would say it, to emphasize the importance of it. He's going to whisper it to you, preferably if you were a young girl, so he can sniff your hair. This is how he's going to say it. But in reality, that claim is false. Not only wasn't it the worst attack on our democracy, it wasn't even the worst attack on the Capitol. In my mind, (laughs) it wasn't an attack. It was just an unfortunate incident where a couple of things happened and some other things that they say happened didn't. In his first address to Congress, Biden repeated the lie that has become the foundation for the Democrat socialist efforts to delegitimize Republican opposition, which is what all the masks are about. It's what stealing the election was about. It's what calling the January 6th incident an insurrection is about. 
It's about delegitimizing me. It's about delegitimizing you. If you voted for Trump, you're a Nazi. That's what the that's the point they want to get across. It's a laughable proposition that Joel Pollack writes because five people died in connection with the riot, but only one of them <laughs> as a direct result of the riot. And she was one of the rioters. The riot aimed to disrupt the certification of the Electoral College vote to elect slow Biden as the next president. They didn't have any realistic hope of stopping it, but they wanted to make their voices heard. But in case you're not up on your history, here's uh, several accounts that were actually much worse of attacks on democracy. How about, um, oh, what was that one thing that happened on December 7th, 1941? What was the, uh, oh yeah, Pearl Harbor. Remember that? Those of you that are alive or were kids or saw the news, maybe even you were a veteran of that war and you remember it firsthand. The Imperial Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and managed to destroy or damage nearly 20,000 American naval vessels, including eight battleships and over 300 airplanes. More than 2,400 Americans died in that attack. Sixty years later, on September 11th, here you have Al-Qaeda. Hijacked commercial airplanes. Flew them into the Pentagon, World Trade Center, destroyed the latter. <laughs> but he forgot all about that. He was in Washington as, oh, I guess he was a senator back when the Pentagon got attacked. But, yeah, he, he forgot all about that. How about assassinations? Four democratically elected president have been assassinated since the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln, James Garfield, William McKinley, John F. Kennedy. Ronald Reagan survived an assassination attempt, but several presidential candidates also survived being shot, including Theodore Roosevelt in 1912 and, of course, uh, George Wallace in 1972. But I'm a racist for bringing up George Wallace's name because he was a segregationist. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying he was a candidate running for president, and he got shot. And he survived it, but he was paralyzed from the waist down. Not the best guy. I'm just saying. As USA Today recently noted, along with other media outlets, there have been many attacks on the Capitol, many of them more severe than the Capitol riot, such as a Puerto Rican terror group who opened fire during the uh, during debate in the House of Representatives in 1954, wounding five members. The most severe assault in the history of the Capitol building. And lest we forget, oh, let me take a swig off of vodka for this one. It's just Nestle's water. Relax. If this was real vodka, do you think I'd be cowboy in a drink like that? Obama's buddies. The Weather Underground. Now, here's the story you need to know about the Weather Underground. William Ayers and his girlfriend, later wife, Bernadine Dorn, education majors at the University of Chicago, and they went into the terror business for a few years, and then they got pardoned, and then they finished their educational doctorates and they went into education they basically traded their bombs for books and they got to the masses in a far more effective way well back when they were terrorists they bombed the senate back in 1971 and the leader of that group is where barack obama started his career in politics so there you go democrats we got time to 
talk about the well i'll just tease it with this uh we will be talking in the next segment about the phony january 6th commission and all the crying that was going on during all the phoniness during that commission we'll be right back Yeah, we're back. This is the show. The uh, If you watched it the other day, I got through about half an hour of it before just the disingenuous, maudlin, insincere nature of the January 6th commission. It looked and sounded more like a daycare center. Cops are crying. Members of Congress are crying. Everyone's crying. Just, I don't understand it. I mean, I'll cry at the drop of a hat, even whenever it calls for tears during a sad movie, but I'm not doing it in public, man. Come on, keep it together. But here is uh, Adam Schiff tearing up over political divisions since the uh, January 6th incident. Listen to this horse caca. I believe in this country, and I no, you don't. believe in it because of people like you uh, who understand what the flag means and what our Constitution means and risk their lives to defend it. I'd like to think, uh, uh, as Amanda Gorman so eloquently said, uh, that we're not broken, we're just unfinished. Because if we're no longer committed to a peaceful transfer of power after our elections... Uh, if our side doesn't win, then God help us. Sound familiar, Jared? You we deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way rather than trying to do better the next time. I didn't time, know your child was a 58-year-old man from California. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens. Bigotry and hate. Yeah, some people that were mad because their election got stolen. Yeah, they're real bigots. You... Jag. If they're born in another country where they don't look like... And them. look at his eyes. If you saw this, it looks like he's got those things that they put in the Malcolm McDowell's eyes in Clockwork Orange while they drop drops into his eyes and reprogrammed him. They're just bugging out of his head like this. He, his diaper needs changed, apparently, because he can't even breathe. He's choking back the tears. Oh. Speak, stupid. Help us. Yeah, so he tears up. Takes about a 45-second extended pause. God help us. What do you know about God, you lying sack of crap? All you did for four years was call Trump a Nazi. Trump's a hater. Trump's a racist. You voted for Trump? You're a Nazi. You're a hater. You're a racist. I don't want to hear it, crybaby. This one's even worse. Adam Kinzinger addressing these police officers at the fake January 6th commission. Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues. Now he's smiling here. 
Thank you to our witnesses. But he's already tearing uh, up. I never expected the day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. But I just started I've my talked period. to oh, no. a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though. You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. <laughs> you guys won. You guys help. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad day. All right, first of all, shut that kid up. Second of all, shut that congressman up. This is theater, sir. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, who we're going to hear from in just a second, who turns out to be more of a man than either of these two, they're the only Republicans on the bloody commission already on record as being anti-Trump. Okay, so th- this is not bipartisan. This is it, just like that fake infrastructure bill. Oh, we got 18 Republican senators to sign on with our infrastructure. Yeah, what'd you promise them, Biden? Just like Obamacare. How did you bribe them to get them to come on board? How many pieces of silver did you bribe Adam Kinzinger with to become an anti-Trumper that long ago? We're defined by how we come back from bad days. How we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee. Mostly by you and Nazi sclerosis. That all you can do is cry racist, sexist, misogynist at every turn because you, sir, are a Washington swamp creature. You're a little new to the business, but you like what you've seen so far. Oh, and you're from Illinois, so automatically you're a corrupt piece of garbage. Our mission is very simple. Let's define the truth. And it's to ensure accountability. Oh, we're, we're going to have some accountability Adam, but you'll have to listen to the second hour. Most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States Capitol for several hours. That the Capitol Police, in many cases, looked like the doorman at the Hilton Hotel said, Welcome! Come on in right this way. Would you like to take a look at our salad bar? No one's buying it, Adam. 14,000 hours of video footage that Nazi sclerosis doesn't want released that would tell the truth. Oh, I've heard enough out of him. Now, check this out. Here's Liz Cheney. Now, say what you want about her, but, you know. Thank you very much, Chairman Thompson. Uh, Thank you to all my colleagues on this committee. Uh, And thank you to each of the witnesses appearing before us today. The witnesses, Um, she meant. It is is because of you. You held the line. You defended all of us. Uh, You defended uh, the Capitol. So was that um, the the phrase uh, of the day? You held the line. In our republic. And and every American. Were you disappointed it wasn't a Toto uh, reunion? Gratitude. Um, It's a classic Every American, I hope, will be able to hear your testimony today uh, and will watch the videos. Uh, the videos show. Yeah, we got some uh, videos too, Liz. Violence uh-huh. uh, and the inexcusable and intolerable cruelty that they. Of stealing an election. But now, even though she is 
a lying sellout rhino Washington, D.C. swamp creature. I'll give Liz Janey this much credit. She ain't a crybaby like her colleagues in these obviously mentally weak renegades. This was the January 6th commission. This past, I guess it was Tuesday. There's Adam Schiff and Adam Kinzinger fighting, fighting over a tinker toy. I'm hoping each one of them gets possession of it and stabs the other one in the ear. Because, you know, that's how toddlers are. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. That's why you got to keep an eye on them so they don't do things like that. My girlfriend, <laughs> in the interest of full disclosure, my girlfriend hates the sound of a baby crying. Absolutely. Unless it was her own. So, so there you go, honey. Me personally, I've always found the sound of a baby crying rather soothing. Am I sick that way? It means they're alive. It means they got, you know, their, their lungs are good. They don't have COVID, things like that. Because you don't want your baby to have COVID. Now, okay. Aqualino Gonell and Daniel Hodges, Harry Dunn, and Michael Fanone, the latest graduates from the Nazi Sclerosis School for the Dramatic Arts. Give the Dems credit, folks. Sticking to their affirmative action guns, we got two white guys, a Latino, and a black guy, all crybabies, just like the Congress bums asking these weak cops all these softball anti-Trump questions. Here is uh, Officer Fanoke giving his testimony about what happened, or this is his opening statement, and it's been cut for time. I now recognize Officer Fanone to summarize his testimony. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. All right, that's enough of that, jerk. Now... Obviously, Officer Finoke here, because what he was basically saying, I never saw anything what happened on the Capitol that day in, in, in my entire life. I never saw that. And it's a disgrace! Oh, wow, I hit the console so hard that monitor came on. <laughs> I'm like the Fonz over here. Hey. But that's what Finoke did. The way you're trivializing what happened here is a disgrace! Yeah, obviously he hasn't been watching what BLM Antifa have been doing all over America for the past year and some change. Doesn't sound very observant to me, Officer Finoke. Between the beard and the tattoos, it's obvious that this hack's wanting to be noticed for a reality show of some kind. That whole slamming your hand on the table, was that in the script? Or were you feeling the moment? and instinctively knew that slamming your hand on the table was something that your character would do. Looks like we just ran out of video time. Oh, well. Simple social media search is going to show that Harry Dunn 
was already an anti-Trump pro-BLMer, so buying his participation was fairly cheap, just cost the Democrats about 15 minutes of fame. And he claimed that he was called a biggin and other actual racial slurs, even though not one frame of video of anybody calling Officer Donna Biggin has surfaced at any level. But that teary-eyed U.S. cat, again with the tears, these people, who testified in Speaker Pelosi's politicized January 6th committee, he actually defended the violent riots that shook the nation last summer and caused billions of dollars in damage. All right? These are the types of jerks we're dealing with. Media protects them. They hide their social media content. And then it leaks out, well, it's against Trump, so it's okay. Because Trump was a racist after all. We're going to finish this up and we'll get to the second hour of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network right after these extremely important messages. <laughs> 